Accessible only by boat or a two-day hike through rugged Scottish scenery, the Old Forge is the sole pub in Inverney Village, which has a population of 110 people. Uh, the Old Forge is a very cool name. For years, it has been a hub for the community and tourists, but its future looked uncertain when the previous owner closed it during winter and put the place up for sale. Emboldened by other community buyouts, locals formed the Old Forge Community Benefit Society and raised £320,000 through a community share offer, with additional funding coming from the Scottish Land Fund and Community Ownership Fund. The pub is set to reopen at Easter. That's so nice. Uh, we have a statement here from Stephanie Harris, the Society's Secretary. Uh, they stated that when you live in a place like this, you need these kind of spaces because they are so much more than a place to go and drink. We can now tailor what we provide to make benefiting as many people as possible. I'm glad they saved this and I hope that other communities can save their public spaces as well. Wind, the next big story is that wind and solar hit a major milestone. There was good news for the surging renewable sector this week because analysis revealed that wind and solar generated 10% of global electricity for the first time in 2021. Overall, clean energy accounted for 38% of the world's electricity supply last year, according to climate think tank Ember. However, the positive news was tempered by an increase in the use of coal power. The dirtiest fossil fuel was reportedly burned at its fastest rate since 1985, as energy demand surged following COVID lockdowns. I wasn't expecting wind and solar energy to produce 10% of the global electricity because as we have been following in this podcast, the contribution that renewable energy sector is making towards uh, sustaining global energy demands has been increasing and it has been, it is becoming more cheaper by the year to produce this kind of energy. It's good that this transition is happening but I can understand why coal was burned at its fastest rate since 1985. So there is room for improvement, but it's good that we are making progress. Right, moving on to the next story. The UK agreed to pay farmers to go green. Farmers in England will be paid to use green fertilizer instead of artificial alternatives, the UK government announced this week. The rising price of gas, which is used to make fertilizers, is adding to the spiraling cost of producing food putting more pressure on struggling households. To help with the costs, the government said on Wednesday that it would pay farmers to use green manures and sow nitrogen-fixing plants that reduce the need for artificial fertilizer. That's very interesting. 
I I wonder how much it'll cost to uh, produce the green manure and nitrogen fixing plants if it's uh, if this becomes a global phenomenon or a global practice farmers welcome the move but call for more support which makes sense because fertilizer isn't the only thing farmers need they also require the machinery to more efficiently plant crops and harvest them and then there's the task of taking the crop from the farmer's place to people who sell it to consumers again it's it's good that we're making progress and it's nice that there's room for improvement all right i like this one i like this next story Rwandan farmers took ownership of a tea factory 5000 smallholder farmers in Rwanda were handed ownership of the country's largest tea factory this week shares in the Mulindi tea factory were signed over by the Wood Foundation Africa and Gatsby Africa the British philanthropic investors that acquired the company in 2012 it is the first factory to be owned by to be owned 100% by smallholder farmers in Rwanda That's nice. That's really good news because it'll help them have more influence over the working conditions of the factory. I really hope this is duplicated in other parts of the world as well so that we can get more people to work in this sector or become a part of this industry. The country's minister for agriculture issued a statement saying that this is a historic event for the Mulindi tea farmers and that they are very happy to see this empowerment at the rural level. That's that's true. That's that's a very interesting statement. how do i put this improvements or upgrades to the quality of life in rural households help us see better results at a faster rate across the country those are all the big stories now we move on to the big baby stories the first big baby story of the week was that a diabetes prevention program reap rewards thousands of people in england have been spared type 2 diabetes thanks to an intervention program run by the, the national health service or the nhs The aptly named Diabetes Prevention Program identifies people at risk of developing the condition and gives them a 9-month plan to overhaul their lifestyles. The scheme was launched in 2016. That's interesting. The researchers at the University of Manchester studied the impacts of the program and concluded that it had resulted in 18,000 fewer people being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes between 2018 and 2019, which is a 7% reduction. 18,000 is a huge number even though the 7% is it seems less but yeah the fact that this one program has saved 18,000 people from such a painful fate is quite the it's quite the feat this research adds to the evidence that many type 2 diabetes cases can be delayed or prevented with the right support said Emma Elvin senior clinical advisor at Diabetes UK That's really nice. I hope uh, other countries can adopt this program or come up with something that's inspired by this program. The next big story is about a possible cure for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. So COPD, uh, as it's also known, uh, kills thousands of people every year and has no cure, but not for much longer, perhaps. Scientists believe they may have identified effective treatments for the disease, which is caused by smoking, air pollution and genetics. Researchers at the University of Groningen in the Netherlands found that existing drugs used to treat other conditions helped reverse damage caused by smoke in the lungs of mice. The findings raise hopes that the treatment could also work on people. Though further research is needed on this, so would I would like to talk about another solution you could you could work on by yourself. These are like fairly simple solutions. One would be to just plant more saplings and help them grow into trees. and 
avoiding tobacco products tobacco and nicotine products i think those two would help we have a statement here from oh god a member of the university of groningen i think this this person was also part of the research they stated that the big benefit of the drugs we've identified is that they have already been used to treat other conditions so we know that they are safe that's that's a good point i was going to point that out that it's nice that we're walking on um, we're not in uncharted waters okay now we only have the baby stories left so let's go through these as well endangered health fritillary discovered from recovered from extinction while 2021 was not a good year overall for uk's butterflies owing to a soggy spring some endangered species bucked the trend thanks to ongoing conservation work an annual survey of the insects known as the uk butterfly monitoring scheme found that endangered health fritillary which is the focus of the conservation efforts in southern england was among the species that had a good year ecologists report that numbers have increased 112% at monitored sites over the last decade or oh, the last decade that makes sense dr richard fox from the charity butterfly conservation said the results demonstrate what can be achieved through dedicated long term conservation effort that's true like with consistency uh, we can bring back species that are on the brink of extinction and maybe even and like combining that with advancements in technology maybe we can bring back a few extinct species as well but that's just a that's just an idea that's just a theory okay the next big story is that the uk bittern bounced back from the brink so the bittern the uk's loudest bird has bounced back from the brink of second national extinction according to the royal society for the protection of birds The charity's latest bitten census counted 228 males, the highest number since 1880. The species, which sounds like a foghorn, was pushed to extinction during the Victorian era, but returned to the UK in the 1990s. By 1997, however, the male population had slumped to 11, prompting fears that the bird was facing a second national extinction. Subsequent subsequent conservation efforts, including wetland restoration have helped boost numbers Simon Watton the RSVP senior conservation scientist issued a statement saying that the bittern's recovery shows how quickly nature can bounce back when given the chance that's true that's very true i think uh, another quality example i have supporting this was of a couple who they lived um, i don't know where they lived they they migrate they moved back to india one of them was uh, one of them had indian parents they moved back to india they bought um, this barren land that was being sold at like dirt cheap because nothing grew on it and they bought it and they let it uh, and they like just left it and within a few i think months its stuff started growing back on it and all they had to do was do some light patrolling and talk to some people and keep people away from the land for like a few months and i think within a year or two they had like a complete forest and now that forest serves as um, a source of rain uh, a source of rainfall for all the villages nearby all right this is the last story a drug raised hopes of a prostate cancer breakthrough 
a woman who didn't think she could make it to last Christmas is celebrating a new lease on life, having had a remarkable response to an experimental prostate cancer drug. The patient saw their tumor shrink by half within three months of trialing the drug. Hours after taking her first course, she was easily able to climb stairs, having previously been left out of breath by a routine task. Now we have statements from the patient saying that it's a miracle and that they didn't think they could make it to Christmas, but now they're looking forward to celebrating their 50th birthday in July. Dr. Matthew Krebs, a medical oncologist from the Christie NHS Foundation Trust in Manchester, which is leading the trial, issued a statement saying that we are delighted at the response the patient has had to this treatment. This is promising for a drug early in its development. I hope that we can like, cure cancer, I think, in the next few years. I think we should be able to. Or if not cure, then at least decrease its severity through treatment and early discovery and stuff like that. Anyway, that brings us to the end of our segment, Two Teaspoons of Positivity. I'd thank the one person listening to this. I really hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in. And now I am going to tune out. Bye-bye!